This episode of 36th Man has been brought to you in part by Hayden Christensen. Not only was he Darth Vader, but he was also in Jumper. Welcome to the very first inaugural episode of uh, the 36th Man podcast. Uh, this will be a podcast where we just kind of get together weekly and, and chat about game stuff and about music stuff and life in general and about baths, bubble baths. <laughs> uh, I'm Chris That's Adams, me. one of your hosts. And I am Jimmy Champagne, your second host. And I'm Eden Rotensky, the third host. Yes, there hostess. Hostess, Eden, I guess. Eden hostess. I don't think they do that anymore. I think they're done with that. Like they I'm don't. I'm just gonna yeah. say host. They don't call like the stewardess. Hosts. They don't call them stewardess anymore. I'm pretty sure they're just called flight attendants. Yeah, and actresses are called actors now too. Yeah, I think unless it's something different up north, you know, in the tundra. I'm not sure. Um, I don't know. <laughs> we say waitress. Yeah, we say that shit. I just say the person that brings me my food. I just kind of snap my fingers like this, and I'm like, hey. <laughs> and then I don't ever use that word, the word, really. So anyway, this is going to be a weekly podcast, right? I think, yeah? Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> and it'll be the three of us, and maybe we'll have some guests and yeah. um, bring bring some fun people on and just talk about random shit that is just going down. So, yeah. uh Let's 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 talk a little bit about ourselves. Jimmy, who are you? What are you? What are um, you made of? I'm Jimmy. <laughs> I uh I'm a vi- I try to write about video games. I think I do an okay job. Um I've kind of always wanted to work at IGN. That's been like my goal from the start. And um kind of just working my way up. That's it. Do it. <laughs> Eden, who are you? Um I'm Eden and uh I'm a programmer and a vlogger. I do a Monday to Friday daily vlog about things and stuff. And I'm a musician as well. And I live in uh, Canada. <laughs> Canada. I, who are it, you, Chris? I'm just this guy who got a hold of you guys <laughs> and um, thought that it'd be a good idea for us to do a podcast or something. Um I'm a, I'm just a, I'm a video game enthusiast. I like to consider myself a historian of sorts. Uh, <laughs> I enjoy walks on uh, sandy beaches and sunsets, and uh, I'm also a musician. Um, on my spare time, I play music in a band called Life in Twenty Four Frames. That was a long is it explanation. Good? Not is it, really. Is your it's band good. Not really. It's kind of like this, uh, like a Nickelback kind of thing. I don't know oh, if you're familiar yeah. with them. I love Nickelback. <laughs> Um, they're canadian <laughs> i'm sorry it's kind of it's, it's kind of a it's kind of like a nickelback uh justin bieberish kind of oh sweet <laughs> kind of yeah thing. eden's a big chad kroger fan 
Yeah, totally. One time I was on a bus. I was going to Calgary, which is in the province over, and the bus dropped us off like to have a bathroom break and stuff in Chad Kroger's hometown. <laughs> and I guess they had to do maintenance or something quick, so the bus just drove away. <laughs> I don't and blame so everybody us. thought that we were abandoned in Chad Kroger's hometown and that we'd all become the next Nickelback or something. <laughs> Are you saying that he has no talent? I think that's a little me. I'm saying that his talent comes from where he's from, <laughs> which is in the middle of nowhere, Alberta. <laughs> Great. That sounds about right. So, uh, so yeah, we're going to get together. We're going to talk about this stuff. We're going to have guests. It's going to be fun. Um, it will go on for forever. you, not just us. It'll go on forever until the end of time. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Let's talk a little bit more, like about us. What? Uh, what's what's like our favorites of everything? What what's what is your? Let's let's just go games and music. Like okay. What? Well, let's first of all let's. What's your console of choice? There's there's a console Ooh. war happening right now. I don't know if I don't know if you two are aware of this. Yeah. But there is a console war. And you got to be on one side or the other. Yeah, Eden's leading the fight. Yes, on the Nintendo side. Yes, I, believe, I, right? I have the uh, the Wii U, and the Wii, and the uh, I only bought the PS3 for the Wonder Book, but I'm heavily disappointed. <laughs> uh, is, is any is of that, that true? Uh, is that a Canadian uh, accent? Uh, no, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> You you do say a boot a little bit. We're bringing the, the laughs. So, so yeah. What do you play on, Jimmy? Um, I I play on. Uh, I started on PS3 and then I my disc drive broke, so I got rid of it quick. And uh, right now I'm playing on my Vita, my PS4, and my PC that I built. That's about and, it. And uh, what what would you say your your genre of choice is? Ooh, I like uh, whatever genre Uncharted is in. I don't really know what that's called. So, so, so action adventure. Yeah, genre? like I'm, I'm yeah. a big fan of like story driven games. So am I. Or like Word. with shooters, I need them to be extremely mechanical. So I really like uh, Crisis and uh, Far Cry Three. I loved just because it's so mechanical. I like that a lot. But yeah, those are my two top favorites. I like uh, simulation games a little bit and uh adventure games a lot action adventure games no by by adventure uh, okay action adventure so so are you a oh yeah click kind yeah of, i'm kind a, of girl, or? that's the kind of video games i want to make or am kind of working on so i oh, cool. i guess last year no two years ago i started going through a bunch of the remakes of king's quest and stuff and i've been really into looking into all the old point and click games because I was way too young to enjoy oh, God, them. Oh, those are so good. First um, available. Oh, <laughs> uh, the Monkey Island games. <laughs> oh yeah. And if you get a chance, Grim Fandango, and Full Throttle. Early, uh, like Tim Schafer. Early Tim Schafer games. Uh, the Lucas Arts games, like Day of the Tentacle, Maniac Mansion. Those are so good. I could play those over and over again. Maybe Eden, since you're a programmer, maybe you could like teach Telltale how to program <laughs> a game right. Oh, and, and uh, you could work for them, and that'd be cool. And this will be our last <laughs> podcast. 
Everybody knows. That's fine. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> they're, they're, they're working on it. This, like, is, this is coming from someone who, who played through Walking Dead on his iPad. I played through it on my Vita, and um, the, fir- the like, real, the, like, initial game runs okay. You know, there's, like, a pause between every scene. Pretty bad. But then uh, it came with the 400 Days DLC, and that ran perfect and looked about 100 times better. So they're figuring it out. Yeah, I hope so because it, it on certainly way. didn't run well on my yeah. um, on my my iPad. <laughs> so and as for me, um, I'm a little bit I'm I'm an older gentleman. I'm a grizzled. Uh, yeah, you're fifty, fifty-ish, right? F- fifty-three. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll be fifty-four next February. Um, <laughs> Minus no, <laughs> actually, uh, I've I've been playing games a long, long time, and uh, I guess my my genre of choice would be open probably like an open world rpg action rpg i'm not too big into the jrpgs i'm more of more of a western rpg guy so like skyrim kind of like fell right into the sweet spot for me skyrim fallout um even gta even though it's not much of an rpg kingdoms Uh, of amalar i I only got like two hours into it oh god damn it it just came at a time man that there was just too much stuff i have it because it was on plus not that long ago so oh, i did cool. i did download it um so maybe i'll get around to playing it i don't know we'll see how many consoles do you own uh i was just asked this on a podcast yesterday <laughs> oh um, i was trying to be cool <laughs> way to be original jim god um, damn it <laughs> God, uh, they asked me, and I didn't know this question to answer this question either. It's probably somewhere between like thirty-five and forty. Cool. Somewhere along there, not counting duplicates, because uh, I do have a lot of duplicates and a lot of arcades. I'm really, I'm into the whole arcade restoration, pinball restoration, the, that sort of thing. Cool. Uh, yeah, it's fun. So, um, speaking of games. It's kind of a good time to, to start, a, start a podcast because it's a new generation, right? We just ushered in a new generation this week, last yeah. week. I mean, if you're really hardcore, we ushered in a new generation a year ago. <laughs> but Is that really? The that's like a I guess. five of a generation. <laughs> it's a, yeah, they, they, did, they did the Apple OS thing where it's like, mm, we're still on the 10s, but we're at a 10.9 <laughs> right now. Um, um, I yeah. saw a funny tweet this week that was like, uh, someone asked whether, when we'll stop calling uh, this current, this that new gen, me. next gen, and someone <laughs> responded. Well, well, it wasn't you that tweeted this; it was someone else because everyone's tweeting it. And uh, someone responded, um, "We'll never stop calling it next gen because we'll always have the Wii U for reference." And That's I thought right. that was pretty funny. <laughs> so so yeah. before we start into this next gen thing. Or current gen, whatever you want to call it now. I guess it's current gen now. I would yeah. like a, I would like to hold a moment of silence for the start and select buttons, because <sighs> as of this generation, they're gone. They are no yeah. more. The start That's button true. was around last generation, but but the select button seemed to have turned into what they called back, and now this yeah. generation, there's neither. There are neither. Uh, on the PS4, there's an options button and there's a share button, and on the Xbox One, there's a I don't even know what you call those buttons. There's there's the the box and box looking button and the menu button. No start, no select anymore. Konami. And the Wii U has plus and minus, right? Yeah, the Wii U has plus and minus. It's time for Konami to come up with a new code because oh shit, we can't use it no more, man. There's no more start oh, button. God, 
It was a sad day. Yep. So, <laughs> goodbye, friends. I had a lot of good times with you starting Select, even though Select never really did shit. Yeah. It was just kind of there. I think that's more meaningful to you because you're a little bit older than <laughs> us. <laughs> because I'm old. Kind of. So, now, now that that's out of the way, let's talk about these new consoles. Yeah, what's bit. everyone been playing? I played the Xbox One yesterday. Let's let's start with Eden because I know that she plays <laughs> tons of games. Yeah, she, well, you, she you owns, Xbox One. She owns both of these consoles. Um, I actually didn't buy either of the consoles, but we we brought in the Xbox One to the office yesterday, so I got to play it a little bit yesterday. And I haven't gotten to play the PlayStation Four, even though that's what I plan to buy. <laughs> <laughs> I played Dead play Rising. On the Xbox? And it was okay. It was pretty. I I really don't like zombies. I'm really sick of zombies. So it's just like, I don't find it as entertaining as maybe some people do. But it, it seems like a good okay. experience. I thought that like the Xbox One's interface was just awful. And maybe it's because I'm not used to it. And the live tile kind of thing takes time to get used to. But... It was it was very confusing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. In all honesty, did you think? Did you really think Dead Rising Three was um, pretty? The faces and everything were not like when they had cutscenes. It was ugly, but I found. And the physics was extremely exaggerated. But, I thought that it was nice looking it wasn't like oh my god look at how beautiful that zombies brain guts are floating in the air <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i feel kind of the same way i got my i got my xbox one yesterday and have been spending some time today with dead rising and i kind of feel the same way i'm like i i don't know what i expected out of this like new gen, you know, it was like that jump from the PS2 and the Xbox to the 360 was pretty substantial. Um, just in pure like physics and and graphics alone, but this one wasn't, and I don't I don't know what I was really expecting. I guess I was expecting more because I loaded up Dead Rising 3, and I started playing it, and yeah, that that cutscene I thought. Well, I don't know. I guess it looks good. I guess it looks next gen. And then I started Does playing it, and you know, there's a lot of zombies on screen at once, and that's impressive, and it it plays well. But it kind of feels like maybe it could have been done on like a PS3. I don't know. I, I'm not. I know, and I know it takes like a year or two years for us to start. I, I I'd imagine we'll probably start seeing more of a next gen quote thing when we see like infamous and titanfall in the springtime yeah and you know once uh they stop having to put out the you know like call of duty once the ones or like assassin's creed once they stop having to put it on 316 ps3 i think we'll see bigger leaps ahead in terms of scope and stuff like that with third parties yeah i agree yeah that's so cool. so you have a ps4 yeah that's all i got i have a ps4 and a vita and what what have you been what have you been playing you finished. You finished Killzone. Um, yeah, I, f I beat Killzone in uh, like a day and a half, and I was I liked the level design and like the gameplay. I really liked, and it was cool to be fresh off Mercenary because I play that a lot of my Vita, and 
I felt like I already knew how to play Killzone uh, Shadowfall, and that helped. And, you know, it's obviously pretty, but the story is pretty mediocre, and, like, the there's just some parts that, like, just feel jagged, like they don't belong, and I don't know. I wasn't a fan of the story, but I really liked um, the multiplayer. I'm still playing that, and it's fun, and I like how it's not... It's not XP-based, it's challenge-based. So to unlock, like, attachments and stuff, you have to do challenges, and that's pretty cool. But, I do I do like that. And I bought Killzone as well, but I haven't. Right. I spent maybe 20 minutes with it total. It's, like, a great way to show off how good uh, PS4 games look, for sure. Right. That's, well, out of, out of all the launch games that I think I've played, I, I think that's probably the best looking. Yeah. I mean, me unless too. you want to count, like forza or something like that yeah forza looks pretty good i i saw that i played that um a couple weeks ago i was i like forza but um, i'm hearing that uh so many cars are there's not that many cars in the base game and a lot of them are day one dlc and i'm not a fan of that yeah i uh i i have to admit that i've actually probably spent more time playing my ps4 on my vita than i have (laughs) on my tv yeah, the remote play works really well. It's very surprised. That alone is enough for me to recommend people, who, especially someone who owns a Vita. It is enough for me to recommend a PS4 over an Xbox One because last last gen, I was an Xbox gamer. Like I mm-hmm. played all my games. Well, up until like the last year, I played all my games on my Xbox 360. That's where that's where I cared about the achievements. That's where I played everything and it wasn't until what game was it there was a crop cross-platform bioshock so bioshock infinite was the first cross-platform game that i decided i'm gonna start playing these on my ps3 just because i don't know i just felt like towards the end of the generation things were starting to run better on the ps3 Mm -hmm. that and uh uncharted 3 and infamous 2 and last of us just like blew my mind it's funny i i played last of us this when it came out and i hadn't played uncharted at all because i don't know i just didn't think that i would be super interested in it and so we i decided with my partner that we would go back and play the first uncharted right after playing the last of us and it was just like the worst idea idea. so frustrating and it was like i just (laughs) feel like i should just watch a let's play video and skip to the second one at the very least because it's so frustrating yeah, yeah. the second the second it's game so is hard amazing. yeah the I first ha- game you can just watch the cutscenes <laughs> and be fine yeah and I, I i actually have i have a confession to make about the first game i didn't finish it i stopped on the last boss oh yeah well yeah it's too hard uh, it was like uh, I wasn't thoroughly enjoying the game to begin with. It was when it was when it came out at a time where I felt like I had this unjustified game console that I had spent $500 on. And this came out and I'm like, "Oh, this fucking Tomb Raider rip." You know, like uh, I was frustrated with it. The gun combat to me wasn't all that fun, but I stuck with it. I stuck with it all the way through to the end. I got to that last boss and I played that last boss for like an hour. Couldn't beat him. And just put the game down i was like oh, i felt like it was more of a fuck you to the game if i didn't finish the last boss I'm like ah same <laughs> thing actually happened to me with uh red dead revolver i don't know if either of you guys played that game oh god i have played redemption the new one but i tried but I, to go back and play the old one and it's just terrible. again not a good idea yeah 
so Something. yeah when, and when and when uncharted 2 came out is when i completely they felt changed all back the mechanics. in love with naughty dog and that was when it was like mm-hmm. wow yeah it, it it just it sharpened everything up it, it did uh it did what assassin's creed 2 did to assassin's creed oh, or, Ma- yeah. or mass effect 2 did to uh mass effect 1 you know same kind of thing yeah I, gotcha. I, I just fell in love with the characters i came off them all right, I was coming off, you know, like Halo and everything. I was starting to get a little tired of that, and uh, I don't. I honestly just forget. Oh, I played Little Big Planet in a Walmart. And I was <laughs> like, "Whoa, this is new and this is cool," and that made me want a PS4 or PS3. So I got one. And everything. Uncharted was one of my first games, and I fell in love with it then. But I think it was just because it was new, and now I can't go back and play it. I tried, and I can't do it. But uh. Yeah, there's there's very few games. We should make this a topic at some point. There's very few games that actually hold up. Matter of fact, the only games that really hold up are the games from like the 16-bit era. Yeah, like Super Nintendo games hold yeah. up really well. Because the 30 32-bit games don't hold up that well. Um, and especially from the uh, the the PS1 64 era, those games don't hold up at all. Uh, the polygons are all funky. Every character is blocky. <laughs> I mean, I tried to recently go back and play Final Fantasy VII. I just couldn't do it. Yeah, I missed the boat. I never played that game, and I try. Everyone's telling me how good it is all the time. You know, Final Fantasy VII. I try to go back and play it, but I can't do it now because it just it looks so bad. Yeah, it, it, it really does. It's not. Again, I'm not a huge JRPG guy. I, I can't get into turn-based, so that didn't help my cause at all. Uh, so speaking of, what what is your guys' like first consoles? Like your first console memory? What is the what is the first console you ever owned? I can't yeah, remember sorry. exactly what it was. I know we had Duck Hunter on it. I think it was a Nintendo, but I was like two when we had it, so it's really faint memory. And I remember we had it hooked up to a a Mac, an old Mac screen, so everything was orange. <laughs> So I, <laughs> my first memories of like Mario and Duck Hunter, everything's orange, and it, every time I see it any other way, it's different. But we didn't like after that when my parents got divorced when I was really young, and after that we didn't have consoles until the GameCube. We had handhelds for a little bit, but my mom wouldn't let us get consoles because she thought they were a waste of time. <laughs> so we did a lot of PC gaming, <laughs> and that's probably where. I started to fall in love with gaming was on the PC. So Jim, um, my first console. Oh, um, uh, I one time I was over at um my cousin's house and they had a PS One and I used to just love Crash and they also had a Super Nintendo and all my cousins got in trouble one for doing something stupid and I didn't. <laughs> I don't remember what it was and they ended up just giving me their Super <laughs> Nintendo and all their games. So, oh, you got a cool. console by default. Yeah, so I got a. I had like Donkey Kong Country and Super Mario World and uh, Super Mario RPG and all these great uh, Super Nintendo games. And like when the N64 and PS1 came out, I was content with what I had because I had never played those before. So I didn't. I had those all the way up until the Xbox. And that wow. was fun. But yeah, I had a Game Boy original too. Mm, yeah. I, I had a Game Boy. I still have it. I still own all my consoles, obviously. And 
my Game Boy was decked out in all that crazy shit that you could put oh, on Oh, the 80s stuff, yeah. <laughs> the speaker box that plugged into the bottom, the magnifying glass that hang, hung over the top, and then uh, it also had a, a slide-on light that you can slide over the top of your screen so it lit your screen so you can play it at night because this is going to sound absurd to people who have probably never played an original Game Boy, but these things weren't backlit, yeah. right? Like you had to play it in yeah, a Yeah, I, I had one of those lights too. Or you couldn't play it at all. Yeah, oh, so mine, mine was like four times bigger than it really should have been, but it was awesome. Did you while. have the printer? <laughs> the what? The printer. Did you have that? I did. That that was actually for yeah. the Game Boy Color. Yeah, and then Boy the Color? camera was on the Game Boy Color too. Oh, right. The Game Boy <laughs> camera is so awful. It's like, it's so funny. But my first console that I ever got was um, I got an NES on launch day. And the rest is it would just went downhill from there because I got every console since then. It's been a fun ride. How's your Virtual Boy? Twenty one. I actually um, I actually own a Virtual Boy store display. Oh yeah, you showed me that. That's awesome. Yeah, I like that's like you should. That's pretty cool. It's really cool for <laughs> as for, shitty as that thing is. Yeah, for for people listening. Maybe I'll post a picture of it. It's the it's the coolest thing ever. I don't play it that often, but it's it's a really neat piece to have. It sits next to my um, my Sega Saturn store display, actually. Oh, nice. That console kind of sucks. I'm not gonna lie. Saturn. There's n- yeah, there's not that like Sonic CD or whatever. That one's good, and Knights I think is on that. But other than that, there's not mm-hmm. much. Holding that thing up. Yeah. But it was cool looking, and I like the controller. So, when jumping back ahead to the to the topic of of this current new gen, this new gen, let's not call it next gen. We'll call it new gen. Uh, new gen. What? Uh, when? When do you plan on getting one of these consoles, Eden? Um. Well, they announced the uh, bundle, or we're talking about it. So I might wait till that bundle comes out because I don't have a Vita, and I'd kind of like to be able to do the whole remote play thing because we have not so many TVs or space in the house and football goes on and then I can't play video games. So I'm kind of thinking about waiting for that because right now I am traveling so much that it's kind of silly to buy a console for at home because I'm never home. But right. So I'm thinking probably in January. I, uh, I feel the same way. It's really hard dividing my time between uh, what I need to do with music and my first passion which is obviously games it's hard (laughs) (laughs) just can't find time that's why i ended up believe it or not the majority of the platinums that i have on the playstation network which isn't very many and again that's because i was an xbox gamer with a 360 even though i did own a ps3 um they're all from the vita because it's just so much easier when in the studio or when traveling or working on music to uh you know just pull it out and play on my Vita, yeah, mine are all mine are all Vita too, except for um, I have the the sound shapes PS4 one. I I need to transfer that save to a PS3 because I'll get a third platinum. But um, yeah, all mine are on Vita too, just because, you know, like the games aren't easier to get platinums on, but the games are shorter, so there's less trophies to get. Like Guacamelee was cool. That was a good one. Yeah, I platinumed uh, Unit 13, which actually was a really fun platinum to get 
Yeah, I'm on my way there. I like that game. I loved that game. I thought that game was really good. I I love Zipper. I'm sad that they're gone. Yeah. Uh, I was a big SOCOM fan. So, yeah, I, I really love that game. I, I, even though it is a third-person shooter, is my favorite shooter on the Vita. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't care so much for, uh, well, obviously, Resistance and Call of Duty were... <laughs> Resistance. That's um, one of my platinums. Did you? I, you know what? I played through it, and I looked at the trophy list, and I was like, I could get that platinum if I wanted to play through this again, but fuck that. Yeah, it's um, like cool. you just have to beat the game and then play like two multiplayer matches. That's yeah, <laughs> that's all it is. I missed. But I missed. It's almost a lot not of worth it. So, yeah, it just wasn't. That was one of those games. And in all honesty, I didn't. Fun. I didn't care for Killzone either. Oh, yeah, uh, you know, like Unit Thirteen is all gameplay, which makes you you go in with that mindset. But Killzone um, has a story. And it kind of pushed that story, which was dumb because the gameplay should be like stand out in Killzone. I really like the gameplay, but um, I got it for free, so <laughs> I don't my know issue, how happy it would have yeah. been if I paid. My issue with Killzone, I think, was that Killzone, and I know this is how it's supposed to be, and I know this is how Gorilla designs it, but it's a heavy game to begin with. Yeah. And um, I feel like on the Vita, the small thumbsticks and the nature of the Vita in general kind of like enhances the heaviness of that game and oh I yeah could, i couldn't i don't know i couldn't do it i, I couldn't aim properly and just i beat it i played through it and it was fun but the last boss it. is so hard well, that's all yeah fuck that guy <laughs> i yeah. hated that boss <laughs> so yeah so i i think Having both of these new consoles now, the Xbox One and the PS4, like, I'm I'm definitely leaning more towards the PS4. I think that's where my that's where my cross-platform, not cross-platform, my multi-platform games will be played this time around. All right, I got a question. Since you you're the only one who owns both of them out of all three of us, um, like when they announced it, it was obviously vastly different from what we what you have now, but um. Is there really any more since they've changed it? Is there really any more any gap between them, or is it really just a one or the other kind of situation now? Do you think? As far as the two consoles, yeah. Like, what is do you do you think uh, like you in my go either opinion? Way? Um, honestly, I I think they could, if I could take the two consoles and smash them together, it would make like the perfect console. Right. Because, I mean, they're now that they're both out. We've seen tests. We've seen people tear them apart. We know now that the PS4 is slightly more powerful than the Xbox One, which is the same case as it was the last generation. Um, but again, even though it's kind of clunky and there's kind of problems with it, the Xbox menu and the interface, I think, I think is a little bit better than what they have going on the PS4 just at the moment. Yeah. Just straight from launch. There's just more to do on the interface side of the xbox and i like that i i just feel like the console that i have right now the ps or the uh, the xbox one that i have right now is is essentially the console that they announced the, the always online console they announced in june with just kind of an ugly patch to make it work for the time being because it's it's crippled there's there are things in there that need to be fixed the voice integration with connect doesn't work all that well for me um and it 
I don't know. The console does weird things. I have. I'm gonna have to start like documenting all the just random crap that it's done to me. Like I'll pause a game. I'll get up. I'll go to get a drink, and like five minutes later, the game unpauses itself for no apparent reason. I don't understand why. I don't know what's going on with it. Really weird. Yeah. Uh. Well, I take a lot of baths, so I've been playing a lot of games on my phone, and oh, so I've been playing Plants vs Zombies too, which is actually really fun. It's a little bit repetitive, but that's just kind of the nature of Plants vs. Zombies. And I have been playing Call of Duty Ghosts, um, which I'm extremely bad at. I haven't played shooters in so long, but I just felt like I wanted to play this one and I got it for free. So I have been playing that and I've been playing, uh, I downloaded Harvest Moon. It's a Wonderful Life. It was the game that was released on GameCube. And then I think ported to PS2, and it's available on PSN. So I've been playing that a little bit, and it's very nostalgic, but so broken, and frustrating, <laughs> but charming at the same time. <laughs> How free to play is Plants vs Zombies? <laughs> That's what I was just gonna say. Okay, so I haven't played it. Um, I'm a huge Plants vs Zombies fan. See, I'm the type of so, person when I play. Uh, I guess pay to win somewhat games I will pay I have a limit of how much I'll pay but like when I got addicted to Candy Crush for a week I probably put like 10 bucks into it which is not worth it however Plants vs Zombies I have never at one point or never at any point felt like I needed to give them money like it feel like they reward you with enough um of what you might be paying for to get to ahead, that it's just really well balanced. And I haven't felt like I need to buy the keys or anything at any point. Does it, the thing that I felt that I had a problem with, and, and this is kind of like my own mental issue with the free to play stuff is like, I play it and you're right. Like I've, I've played quite a bit of plants versus zombies too. And I really enjoy it. But in the back of my mind, I keep thinking, like, I just did all this work. And then this dude sitting next to me here can drop $5 and skip all the work that I just did and go right to the next level. Like, something about that doesn't sit well with me. And I, I don't know. I know it doesn't affect me whatsoever in the way that I play. But the fact that they allow somebody to go, you don't want to do all this stuff? Here, pay $5 and you can skip it all. That kind of makes me feel like... The developer's going, this stuff that we put in here isn't really worth playing, so if you just pay the five dollars, we'll let you skip it. Oh that, yeah, you know, that's like, a that's a great That's way how to it sum makes it up. me that's how it makes me feel sometimes. And like in some cases, like in Plants vs. Zombie Zombies Two, I know that's not necessarily the case, but it just makes it, it gives me kind of it makes me feel dirty a little bit. Yeah. It's kind of a funny idea to to pay to play less game. Like instead yeah, of yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> paying to play it's more. Like, yeah, essentially, it's like, hey, why don't you just give us twenty dollars? We'll show you the <laughs> cutscene at the end, and we'll call it a day. Here, you know, it's like <laughs> here, pay twenty bucks for a let's play video on YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> essentially. Right? I played um on Chris's suggestion, uh, Dead Trigger Two on my iPhone, and that's free to play. And um, I liked how the only stuff you really had to pay to do was skip the weapon crafting times. But like the levels in that game are really long. So like by the time I would finish levels or like 
you know, take a break to do something else, I would have the, like, guns. Because you would, like, craft them and, like, have to wait for them to, like, be put together. Which is, like, dumb in theory. But, like, it, it worked out okay. I didn't, I beat that game in a couple days and I didn't have to pay a cent. I never felt pressured to either. Like, it never got too hard. Like, the only paywall is if you die in a level, you can um, get a revive and, like, keep going. Like, Borderlands or whatever. But if you don't want to do that, you can just restart the level with no penalty. And that was cool. Yeah, I agree. There there are definitely games that would fall in the free-to-play category or or are free downloads with the option to, you know, buy in that don't push you. But there's just so many that do now. That it's- yeah. It's because they have to, though. It's like... I work for a mobile app company, so I guess I've done a little bit of research about this, and people don't, even if it's 99 cents, they don't want to pay for apps, and they're more likely to download the free app. So if you do a free app... Oh, absolutely. And and then, you know, maybe spend a dollar to get your extra lives and Candy Crush or whatever, then they're more likely to do that, and you're more likely to make revenue. And that's, particularly on Android, is that people don't like to pay for apps there, and they have more of a critical mass in the market, so... And, I mean, it's really crappy because you think about how long it takes to make these apps and how many hours you put into it. And it's like, okay, you're not willing to pay for this? And it's just, (laughs) is it because it's software that's on your little phone? Is it worth less because it fits in your hand? (laughs) It's like, okay. It's just, it's yeah, like not to beat a dead horse because I know this has been talked about time and time again, but, you know, we we pay... $40, $50 $40, $50 sometimes for Vita and DS games or going all the way back to Game Boy games and people see a $0.99 cent game on their phone and they're just like, oh, it's $0.99? Cents? Like, really? I, I would gladly pay... Some of these games I would gladly pay $10, $20 for on my phone, you know? Like, And I'm, I'm glad there are companies like uh, Square that, even though some of their ports haven't been the greatest on the iOS, but you know they kind of still stick to the pay structure of some some of their games you know chaos rings 2 is i'll have to check but i think it's like 15 bucks and it's totally worth it too like that game's awesome it's absolutely worth it they if if chaos rings would have come out on the vita or on a ds or something they would have charged 40 bucks for it and everybody would have been totally fine with it and uh it comes out on ios and they charge 14 dollars and people flip you know flip their shit yeah like and you know a great example that is uh stealth inc is a it's a ps3 and vita game that started on pc as stealth bastard and the studio that made it curve um they released it they just released it on ios and uh the guy who kind of did the like a lot of the work in making it like did a lot of hard work on making the controls on work on it's a platformer so they got to make the controls work well and he did a great job and they're charging 4.99 for the exact same game you're getting on the ps3 and vita for 15 and um, it also has a community levels downloader and creator, and people are bitching about it in the reviews, like four ninety nine, blah blah. Like that's so much. Like, like that's, or it's it's ten dollars on PS three and Vita. It's like half off for the same game, and the controls are great. So I don't understand like what the problem is, just because it's on a phone. And I think part of it is I think that when people go to play video games on their phone. It's kind of a time waster versus if you're going to go play The Last of Us, you're making an investment of your time because you get so much out of it, I think. Or that's kind of the the idea that people have going into those types of games. Like, I play games on my phone to waste time somewhat versus I get 
this experience on my PS3 or this experience on my DS. And I think that's kind of where the whole monetary thing goes is that, okay, you're going to waste my time. I'm not going to pay to waste my time, but I will, I will pay $50 for this experience and put all this time into this triple right. A game. Yeah. That makes sense. No, you're absolutely right. And it's, I guess it's unfortunate for, for people like us that actually do want like an experience on, on our phones and on our tablets because, you know, we're probably, well, not probably we are in the, in the minority yeah, like, I lost my mind over Infinity Blade 3. Like, I, I fell in love with that game. That was such a great game. And, like, I was tweeting about it and all the stuff I liked about it. And it's, like, no, th that game is, like, dead on Twitter. I don't understand. Like, I didn't, I, like, get now, like, what Eden is saying kind of, like, dawned on me. But before that, I was, like, man, why isn't everyone, like, all over this game? And, I mean, I was pretty down on it, too, just because it doesn't run well on phones. But, um, like, yeah, it's just... I wish there were more games like that on my phone, but I don't think that's going to happen. Well, yeah, I mean, a great, great example is, uh, you know, Infinity Blade originally was developed as a Kinect right. title. The, the original idea was supposed to be a Kinect title. Guarantee it would have been, you know, if it had it have been a retail Kinect title, it would have been a $40, $50 yeah. game. Yeah. Instead, they released it on iOS for, I don't remember what the first one was, 5 bucks. Yeah, it was like bucks. six ninety nine. So it's like, you know, people still complain about it. Seven dollars for a game—that's that's great. Yeah, and the third one has a full voice-acted story with cutscenes and different locations and all this like cool stuff. And it's a great story and everything. Like I paid seven bucks for that thing and I, I loved it. I, I would have gladly paid forty dollars for that on Vita or anything, and I probably would have gotten a slightly better experience just because you know, like a phone is not like it's not just not very capable of handling that kind of experience yet i don't think but i think it'll get there like if people bought well, those so, games more i feel like apple would get more on ship and yeah well how, how do you guys feel about the controller support i mean they've they've i mean there's companies that have come out now and they're like official ios controllers that have these games are kind of like mandated some of these games are 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 adding controller support for for you know a fit apple official controllers and it's like i think i think they're like 99 bucks so if people aren't going to pay seven dollars for their game I, I highly doubt people are going to get behind a hundred dollar controller but uh i don't I know because just the way that apple in their last conference the way that they announced um infinity blade right yeah uh, it was it was a big deal and before games were a side note for apple and this time it was an announcement for them so i think that they're really trying to redirect and yeah maybe that'll change what the whole context is of gaming on your phone and i mean to be honest if i had the choice and i only had to have one device that was my awesome camera my phone and where i played mobile games I would love that rather than having to buy a handheld with a controller and stuff. And if I have to fit on a controller onto it, like a case type controller or whatever, then I would like that because I don't want to have to carry a bunch of crap with me all the time. So I really hope it, it gets to the point that, yeah, you can put a controller onto your 
your phone, even if it's, that's way too much, but I would pay 50 bucks for that. Oh, I would, I, I probably, I say I would, I probably will buy a controller and I'll probably spend a hundred dollars on it, but I hope it becomes more widely accepted because when it does, then we're going to start seeing people like, well, chair is a great example. You know, they, they have infinity blade on iOS, but, uh, what was the, now I'm drawing a blank on that that XBLA game. Oh, Shadow was, Complex. Um, Shadow Complex. They've talked, you know, they've been asked before, well, what do you guys think about bringing Shadow Complex to iOS? And it's like, well, you know, if we could find a really great, great way to make the controls work, then it would be a possibility. And it's, well, if people would adapt these controllers, then that wouldn't be a problem. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I hope. I can hope. Because I really like gaming on my phone. I love. I have an iPad. Uh, I buy a new iPad every year. I buy a new iPhone every year. Um, and I love gaming on it, but, you know, I don't necessarily love Candy Crush. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I love my Vita, though. I just, I'm fine with having a dedicated I one. I do. And just because all the indie games I would play on PC, I end up playing on Vita now. And th- having that in my pocket, like Hotline Miami, anywhere I want it, is like, oh, thank you, God. That's great. I love Hotline Miami so much. <laughs> I agree. So we're at we're at the 45, 45 minute mark. Damn. Right and we've we've been talking about games. You want to talk about yeah, music for yeah, a Yeah, like just talk about what we've been listening to and Yeah, so let's 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 no nobody knows our musical preferences from shit, so let's let's kinda go around the table real quick and Eden, what what are you listening to right now? Right now, I'm. Really what are your What are your desert island records? My desert island records. Oh boy. Uh, the uh, if I had to be stuck in a desert island, how many do I get? Uh, let's just say three. Three. To your, your, your top three, yeah. Um, Nico Case's Middle Cyclone would be one, and then. That's it. No. <laughs> Boney M Christmas album, and... For the holidays, of course. Yes, exactly, because it's Christmas all year round in the tundra. And probably... (laughs) I'm not sure what the other one is. Maybe uh, Planet Pop 2002. (laughs) Planet Pop 2002. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You gotta have fun. Um, you gotta have fun dancing on that desert island all by yourself. My my uh, music taste changed so much that I guess I'm not as loyal to musical choices as much as other people are. So I guess right now I'm really into Beach House and Iggy Azalea, oddly enough, and uh, The Shins. They're really good. I can I can get behind you there. What are you into? Um, my three Desert Island albums. Uh, I'd have to do uh, My Chemical Romance's third album. They're my favorite band. Or their, their fourth album. The Danger Days one. I really like that one. And um, uh, Churches. I like them. CHV. RCHS. They're really good. Their new album is awesome. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't get shit for this one. I would really like to have the, the Fall Out Boy Greatest Hits album. I really like them, and I like that album a lot. 
<laughs> like my second favorite beer. <laughs> no judgment. I, I listen to that album regularly. Uh, they're they're like when they like fake broke up a few years ago and did that Believers Never Die Greatest Hits album. I I like that one a lot. Oh yeah 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 yeah. I got rid of okay. all the shit that I didn't like. It's a good album. So uh, I asked this question and I wasn't prepared to answer it. Um, oh, you. How about your? One band? of them would definitely be. What, is your what's band that? Your band? Who um, would want to so like? There's there's, there's a record to... by Life in Twenty Four Frames called Time Trials. <laughs> That's one of mine. No, I would shoot myself if I had to take my own music. I don't even. Um, I hate listening to myself, like recorded. Like I've had. To, we just finished uh, a full length album. My band Eden and Escrow. And I've had to listen to myself sing so much in the past two months that I don't even like enjoy singing half as much because I have to hear myself. It's it's the same thing. I <laughs> this new album, Bitter End, we've literally been working on for almost a year and a half now, and so it's like, uh, I'm so done listening. It sounds to great. It. I like it. Uh, well, thanks, Jimmy. Jimmy is actually one of the only people on the planet that has had heard the album. Yeah, I love it. Back. I listen to it a lot. I think this is very um, rude. I, I feel like I should get to listen to it. Too bad. Do you, I, I think I need to, I think I need to yeah, get you a copy. You should. I'll <laughs> I just feel forward like I'm her entitled. the email that you sent me. Yeah, there you go. Forward <laughs> um, it. Got the Eden, link this is just a side thing really quick. I was on Facebook earlier today, and uh, I got an advertisement to buy a T-shirt for your band. I was like, oh, <laughs> cool. I'm not going to buy one, but that's cool. I didn't buy ads for that. That's weird that it's Yeah, like I, I screenshotted it. So <laughs> I was like, that is so funny. A limited Evidence. edition t-shirt. Yeah, second run. <laughs> it's got a cat on it. Everybody should buy it because it helps pay I, off I, studio time. I noticed what was on it first, and I was, I was like, whoa, that's a cool shirt. And then I looked down, and I was like, oh, it's Eden's band. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Buy my shirt. <laughs> Chris. Yeah, we waiting for him. Chris, man. what are your albums? We never got there. Um, Jesus. Uh, I, I know that one of them would definitely be Pet Sounds by okay. the Beach Boys. Um, That's a Pet really Sounds good album. Probably one of my most influential albums ever. Um, it would be there would be a Neil Young album in there. Uh, which album I don't know. God, Harvest maybe. Um, after the Gold Rush, one of those, probably. Uh, or live at Massey Hall. There you go. Neil Young live at Massey Hall. I'll take that because that's that's a good collection of all this stuff. And then uh, my third album would probably be uh, OK Computer by Radiohead. Those are good choices. I, I listen to good music, just so everyone knows. <laughs> I play music too. I'm a drummer and I play keyboards a lot, and I'm learning bass, so I just enjoy listening to crappy music. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of like that too. Like. I listen to a lot of stuff, especially at work when I'm, I can't focus on the music as much right. that like, I wouldn't be, I would be embarrassed if people like listed, look at, looked at my RDO playlist or whatever. <laughs> Mine's public. Because it's just so like, anyone wants to and then it's that. really funny. Cause like they have a, 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 like a radio station that's based on what you listen to. So now it just like keeps playing like O-Town. <laughs> And, oh. and mm. 98 degrees because I was listening to InSync all day one day. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, I'm not gonna lie. I can't. I can't deny a good 
a well-written pop song. I I've got my guilty. Matter of fact, maybe that'll be next one of next week's topics. What is your guilty pleasure? <laughs> Musically, music, music. Oh, guilty God, pleasure. that'd be a good topic. Mm. Uh, yeah, cliffhanger. Yeah, save it so week. people come back. Um, <laughs> I I Please. forgot to say it. Uh, I really need to say is the um. Anamanaguchi's album Endless Fantasy is probably one of my favorites of all time. I love them. They're great people too, so it helps. I'll have to check yeah. it out. And then I would also add uh, uh, um, God. I don't know. There's too. There's way so too much good to music. Even, like try and categorize. Yeah. So but I also do listen to my, I know all my stuff was kind of like older stuff. I do listen to modern stuff too. I'm really into fleet, Fa- the fleet foxes and band of horses and, uh, the shins. Oh, I do the love shins. me some James Mercer. Oh, so good. Mm-hmm. I really um, like fleet foxes too. I really like, uh, father John Misty's latest album. Oh, so good. The, the last father John Misty record oh, was man. so good. That was like uh, played on repeat on, my iphone for three months <laughs> yeah it is a really really good record i love uh, I'm, a matter of fact i'm gonna go on record and tell anybody who's listening to this you need to go download the father john misty record. i would agree i agree I i've heard it i like it yeah and you like good music yeah shut up <laughs> god <laughs> damn it <laughs> tina eat the food yeah all right <laughs> <laughs> I um I really like uh I was gonna say something. Fuck I oh it was a good band. Uh I lost it. It'll come back to me. Who cares? Nickelback. Nickelback. Yeah, no. <laughs> They're really good. I really enjoy their music. Oh, uh, I was gonna say Arctic Monkeys. I like their new album, and I like the Black Keys' newest El Camino album. That one's really good. Those are up there. Arctic Arctic Monkeys. Yeah. Is good. I, like them. Uh, I was glad that in that that new um. That Sony video they did for the PlayStation, the the one where it was like one shot, the the for the players since 1995 one, uh, when they got to the PS2 era, they had that Arctic Monkeys album on the guy's shelf, and I was like, all right, respect, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you you have somewhere to go, right? Oh, for yeah. minutes. I have to go take a bath. Yeah, Eden's got to take a bath. I gotta go see. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go see this movie about so Jennifer Lawrence catching on fire or something. Oh, the new X Men. Ah. Yeah, it's supposed to be yeah. Cool. <laughs> Days of Future Past. I am kind of excited, even though Max Govell kind of killed it. For I am me. excited. He made for me it. not excited, but um, I, I'm I'm yeah. excited about it. Well, let's uh, before we wrap this up, does any anybody have anything they want to plug? Uh, go I buy mean, my we'll shirts. Plug our yeah, go buy my shirts. Shirt. Buy my shirts. <laughs> we should plug our twitters. That's important. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. We'll, we'll, we'll plug <laughs> plug right. our handles. Eden, at the you end go of the first. Show, Where can we find your stuff? You can uh, check out my YouTube channel, Eden Does Stuff, on YouTube.com/user/EdenDoesStuff. You can buy a T-shirt at Teespring.com, Eden and Escrow T. And if you'd like to actually hear the music that you're supporting, you can go to EdenRotenski.bandcap.com, and you can also find us on. Spotify and RDO and iTunes and Amazon and all of your favorite distribution places. And Twitter is Eden the Cat. Oh, I love that Twitter name. At Eden the Cat. <laughs> Eden the Bath. What about um, you, Jimmy? 
Well, you can find my writing, and uh, I've been doing some gameplay videos now. You can find those at um, randomhavoc.com, like random, just how I would think it's spelled, and Havoc is H-A-V-O-K. And um, I have a YouTube channel, and that's youtube.com slash Jimmy Champagne, and I post some gameplay and some vlogs and just anything there. <laughs> and um, my Twitter is at Jimmy Champagne, and my last name is spelled C-H-A-M-P-A-N-E, no G. And uh, that's the best. Not Champagne. Yeah, Cham- everyone Hagen. thinks it's spelled that way, but it's not. You should just change it. Uh, pretty sweet. Well, got a family. Then become when a musician. When my family's dead, I'll be sure to change it. um myself uh you can find me i do most of the tweeting at uh, the band twitter account which is at life and 24 frames and it's uh two four the letters uh, the numbers two four not written out 24 so life and 24 frames and then you can also find us on facebook which is the same facebook life and 24 frames Uh, we have a youtube channel which we're going to be using a lot more frequently now uh which is um youtube you know dot com slash life in 24 frames and we have a website which is life in 24 frames.com just just google life in 24 frames because we are the only i made sure when i named this band that we are the only thing that comes up when you google us so just google yeah and your your singles on audio i i listen to it there it's really good ah yes so there's a single out there's a single for this new record uh it's actually a title track it's called bitter end and we do have something coming up in Davis, uh, in, which is in California, um, at UC Davis, December 6th. We're going to be playing the new record live uh, from front to back. And it's going to be hosted by IGN's Greg Miller. And you can check If you don't know who this Greg guy is, you can check his stuff out. He's game over Greg. Yeah. We may have we may have some special some special guests there. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it works. We, yeah, we all have happens. some friends. We'll we'll see what, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> so, there so yeah, this has been song. a fun first episode. Yeah, uh, I hope that That's everybody good. who's been listening is still here. That would be nice. Oh, nobody's yeah. actually nobody listening for us right now, Jim. It's <laughs> not not right now. I figure I don't know how you guys feel, but I figure we'll post like maybe every yeah. Monday. I think every Monday there morning. Seems, yeah, that's great. Yeah, there seems to be a hole in my podcast scheduling uh, on Mondays, and so I think Monday would would be a great time for us to post. So, uh, all things bearing, we'll probably post in like every Monday yeah. morning, and uh, we you can start your week listening to cool. this podcast. So yeah, this is uh, the very first podcast of of uh, Thirty Six Man. I'm Chris Adams. I'm Jimmy Champagne, and I'm Eden Rotensky. Thanks, and we'll see you next week.